Welcome to Evangelism on Fire podcast. My name is Mark Thomas, an ordained pastor, a teacher of the best-selling book of all time, your host, and most importantly, your evangelism coach. And each week, I bring you an on-fire message to empower and coach you to live the most exciting life God has created you to live by actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others. I'm so thankful for our time together today. It's an honor spending time with you, Evangelism on Fire Nation. This podcast will truly inspire you, and I believe it will inspire so many people that you know. And if you're inspired and feeling moved to share this, then please message some friends, post this on social media, and let people know about this episode so we can get this message out there more. I appreciate you and everyone listening right now. And a quick reminder, please subscribe to Evangelism on Fire over on Apple Podcast right now and leave us a review at the end of this episode of the part that you were inspired by the most and spread the message of Evangelism on Fire forward. I'm Jerry Howard with E4 Leadership and Business Coaching. Have you ever wondered why you can't get close to your employees or they'll start slacking off? Have you ever wondered why people just won't do their job? Well, at E4 Leadership and Business Coaching, we are change agents. We drive culture shifts by implementing a language of leadership that bridges the gap between carpet people, also known as leadership, and where the rubber meets the road. If you got interest in speaking with us, check out our website at Ephesians4U.com. That's Ephesians, like in the Bible, the number four, the letter U.com. I look forward to speaking with you. Mark Twain is known for saying the best cure for Christianity is reading the Bible. And Horace Greeley has said, it is impossible to enslave mentally or socially a Bible reading people. The principles of the Bible are the groundwork for human freedom. Our scripture of the day is 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Evangelism on Fire Nation, it's time to take up the helmet of salvation as mentioned in Ephesians 6.17. Ephesians 6.17 says this, And take up the helmet of salvation in the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hey, Ephesians 6.17 gives us amazing instruction of what we need to do as we follow Jesus. Here, we are instructed to put on the whole armor of God and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Truth bomb, I want you to feel deep down in your soul. When a soldier suited up for battle, the helmet was the last piece of armor to go on. Listen to this. It was the final act of readiness in preparation for combat. A helmet was vital for survival, protecting the brain, the command station for the rest of the body. If a head was badly damaged, the rest of the armor would be of little use. The assurance of salvation is our impenetrable defense against anything the enemy throws at us. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 28, 
do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. The truth bomb in this verse is that as we prepare for Satan's attacks, we must grab that helmet and buckle it on tightly. Salvation is not limited to a one-time act of the past or even future hope. Listen, check this out. God's salvation is an ongoing, eternal state that His children enjoy in the present. Reading the best-selling book of all time, reading God's Word, the Bible is daily protection and deliverance from our sin nature and Satan's schemes. And it's the best strategy to know God's love and plan for our lives. Before I give you the five easy steps to help you as you begin to read the Bible, I want to give you five actions you, as a Christ follower, can take to keep this helmet fastened and functioning. First thing is we need to renew our minds. Our minds are battlefields. The outcomes of those battles determine the course of our lives. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Go ahead and take the time and check that out right now for yourself. Instructs us to renew our minds by allowing the truth of God's word to wipe out anything contrary to it. Old ideas, opinions, and worldviews must be replaced with the truth of God's word. We must allow God's truth to continually wash away the world's filth, lies, and confusion from our minds and adopt God's perspective. Second, reject doubts that arise from circumstances. Human beings are sensory creatures. Man, isn't that true? What we cannot fathom with our five senses, we tend to disregard. If we allow them to, circumstances may convince us that God does not really love us or that his word is not true. It is impossible to have faith and doubt at the same time. Come on, man. That was good. Let me say it one more time. It is impossible to have faith faith and doubt at the same time. Truth bomb, God rewards our faith. With the helmet of salvation firmly in place, we choose to believe what appears impossible. Take a look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 and 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 8 and 9. Number three, and this is so powerful. This is a weapon that you have in your arsenal to use at any given moment of every single day. Keep an eternal perspective. When life crashes in around us, we must remember to look up. Our salvation is the most precious gift we have received. Keeping our eyes on that can help us weather life's storms. We can choose to live our lives by the motto, if it doesn't have eternal significance, it's not important. See Matthew chapter 6 verse 20 and 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 11 through 13. Check those verses out. Get a little Bible study going on for yourself right now. Number four, remember that victory is already accomplished. When we consider ourselves dead to sin but alive to God, that's Romans 6:11, we eliminate many of the opportunities Satan uses to entrap us. 
when choosing sin is no longer an option for us because we recognize ourselves to be new creatures, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 and 1 John 3.9, we effectively cut off many avenues of failure. Man, that's super powerful. And number five, find all your hope in him. Psalm 73, 25 says, whom have I in heaven but you? Besides you, I desire nothing on earth. Truth bomb, our helmet is the most effective when we treasure what it represents. The salvation of Jesus purchased for us cannot share the place of importance in our hearts with earthly things. When pleasing the Lord is our supreme delight, we eliminate many of Satan's lures and render his evil suggestions powerless. As we wear the helmet of salvation every day, our minds become more insulated against the suggestions, desires, and traps the enemy lays for us. We choose to guard our minds from excessive worldly influences and instead think on these things that honor Christ. As mentioned in Philippians 4, 8. Check that out for yourself. In doing so, we wear our salvation as a protective helmet that will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Today's action step is to know the five easy steps to help you as you begin or recommit your life to reading the Bible daily. Number one, you don't have to start at the beginning. The Bible contains 66 separate books compiled into one book. The 39 books of the Old Testament are the story of God and his people before the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. The 27 books of the New Testament pick up the story beginning with the birth of Jesus. If you're new to the Bible, the best place to start is in the Gospel of John. This book, the fourth book in the New Testament, is John's eyewitness account of the life of Jesus. As one of Jesus' closest disciples, John's account is both riveting and informative. John's purpose in writing is to help us believe, making it the ideal place to start reading the Bible. Listen to this. These things were written to help you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. That's John chapter 20, verse 31. Number two, pick a book of the Bible and work your way through it. If you read one chapter of John a day, which will take no more than five to 10 minutes, you'll read John in its entirety in 21 days. After reading John, move to the other gospels, Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Next, read Philippians, Ephesians, and Colossians, which provide practical encouragement and instruction for living the Christian life. Romans is jam-packed with essential doctrine. Genesis explains how everything began. Psalms is filled with heartfelt prayers that offer encouragement for every season of life. Work your way through one book at a time and you'll never find yourself fumbling for where to read again. Number three, read a little every day. Getting God's word into your life doesn't have to take long. Start small. Five or ten minutes is better than none. Sometimes less is more, especially when reading less means you'll actually remember more. Choose a time and place that's convenient for you. Many people read their Bible first thing in the morning, choosing to spend time with God before daily distractions get in the way. 
that you read God's word is more important than when you read God's word. Number four, pray before you begin. Pause before you open your Bible and ask God to speak to you. Remember the Bible is God's word. It is God's love letter written to his people, which includes you. Ask God to help you understand his word. Ask God to use his word to teach you, to direct you, and even to redirect you when necessary. Ask him to use his word to help you know him and love him. I love what Jeremiah 29, 13 says. It says this, you will seek me and find me if you seek me with your whole heart. God loves to reveal himself to those who seek him. And number five, write it down. As you read the Bible, ask two questions. Question number one, what does this teach me about God? Question number two, what does this teach me about how I should live? As you read, you'll find one or two verses that seem to leap off the page. Maybe they speak to an issue you've been grappling with. Maybe they answer a long held question. Maybe they give you comfort or encouragement. Maybe they provide an example to follow or avoid. When a verse resonates with you, stop and write it down word for word. Pause to let the message sink in because these words are God's words for you. Evangelism on Fire Nation, please join me right now for a time of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Every single person listening right now who is a child of yours has a desire to want to read your word daily. Father, I pray that you give every listener the power to make intentional time daily to read your word, the Bible. It's when we read your word that we know you intimately and we walk in victory through our Christian life and you will supply us with the answers to our questions and to live that amazing life in closeness with you. I ask again, Father, that you empower every listener to read your word daily. And when they do, they will know you with all of their heart And they will walk in the knowledge of full revelation of you. So I thank you that you've answered this prayer. And I pray it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Evangelism on Fire Nation. Join me for next week's episode. Thanks so much for your time with me today. It's been an amazing time. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey of sharing your faith in Jesus with others. Make sure to check out the show notes for a description of today's show along with other details. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcast as well. I really appreciate feedback evangelism on fire nation so share a review on apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most and if no one has told you lately god loves you i love you you matter and you have divine purpose now it's time to go out there and share the boom the gospel message with others make sure to join me for our next episode 